Welcome back to Bit Different. This is Satine. And this is Rob. I feel like we should reintroduce ourselves. It's been a long time. My name is Satine. I live in LA. <laughs> my name is Rob. I also live in LA. Oh my and that's it. We're all caught up. Uh, Rob, I feel like I need to like feel your face to make sure it's actually you. <laughs> As I like lean my face forward, even though this is not a visual medium. I haven't seen you in almost two months. Well, no, you've seen me at Have work. I? Oh, yeah. Not... But that was still a while ago, too. It was. A, that was a hot minute ago. It was probably a good four or five weeks, I yeah. think. Um, but, yeah, it's been seven weeks it's since our been last... seven weeks. Since our last uh, session. Our last... Yeah. Well... Because this is almost like therapy. I'm glad me. that Todd didn't kill you. Because I had... Stephen and I had thought he weakened up Bernie Jew. So we were, we were concerned. So... <laughs> yeah. And I texted Todd because you weren't responding to my I messages. Know, I feel so bad. Like, I was so busy at, at work and stuff that, like, I would see your text and be like, oh, I need to respond. And then for some reason in my brain, I'd be like, well, I did respond. And then later I'd get, like, a notification from you, like, oh, are you okay? Like, I've reached out to Todd. And then Todd texted me eventually being <laughs> like, please text Satine back. Yes. She's worried about you. And um, But you're okay. Yeah, I'm here. Yeah. Yeah. And you got some... These special things happening. Seriously, lots of stuff has happened. I thought I had a funny response to the weekend at Bernie's comment, though, didn't I? Um, you probably did. I, when I told Todd. Oh, it, yeah. No, it's, my, my response was just kind of dumb. I was like, you were like, yeah, we thought that uh, he was doing a whole weekend at Bernie's situation with you. And I was like, well, that's not the case. I never see him anymore either. Oh. <laughs> yeah, I didn't see Todd a whole lot during that uh, time. And then I was like, ooh rough <laughs> that was, that was yeah, like, i was like oh yeah no he he didn't see me either so he couldn't really prop up my my corpse because uh it was, i was never home yeah but i guess in weekend at bernie's too because somebody asked me this the other day oh the one where he has a voodoo curse and keeps walking into the ocean yeah oh, yeah oh i know we could have been too. you that could have been like a very sort of like crotch forward shimmy shoulder kind yeah. of walk everywhere yeah. i go oh i've seen weekend at bernie's too way more times yeah. than most people should very cool very for, cool like for it being as terrible as it is. I like the first one. I don't remember the second one. Have you seen the first one recently? Yes. Did you feel it held up? Yes. Because Todd had never seen it, and so I went and bought it, and we watched it like I don't know, maybe five years ago. And I was amazed how much that movie did not hold up for me. Like as a kid, it was like comic perfection. But you know, I love that guy's Andrew McCarthy. Is that his name? I love Andrew McCarthy, and I love Jonathan Silverman. Ugh. I've always loved Jonathan Silverman. So see, I just that's enough for me to be a good movie. So although <laughs> although there is that woman who always says Bernie's name Boiny, which is like enough to make me want to stop that movie. Why are we talking about this? I don't know. I thought it was a pertinent <laughs> part of the conversation. Boiny. People who haven't heard us in seven weeks are missing our inane chatter. Wobby. Oh Can god. I call you Wobby. Oh man, I'm about to stop this. I'm like, whoa, walk into the ocean. <laughs> I'm gonna go find my uh, buried treasure. <laughs> yes. What's going on? Tell me about your life. Well, um, and what I miss. Seven weeks away. I mean, like, yeah, I have like a really sort of list of shit that's happening. Because I actually said to Todd today, I was like, "What happened in the last seven weeks?" He was like, "You serious?" And I was like, "I'll just make some guesses." Um, we got to go to. Uh, so Todd and I cut the cord finally. We you had finally, a baby. No, we cut the cord of the satellite company. Oh, finally. Oh, good. We committed. We did sling. So we're slingers now. I don't know that. Oh my god, it's like... Is it like Netflix? I, no, not really. It's it's really neat. Um, So it's uh basically live TV through your internet. 
so it's like you know and that it, it's netflixy and that it's internet based yeah but like it's live tv and so like if you want you can watch fox so live what is it just like a monthly subscription it's 30 bucks a month oh. and we get like 42 channels which has like our main 10 that we watch which is like you know fx bravo uh you know e yeah um I don't know, like all the that's HGTV, Food Network, like all the sort of Fox networks News. we watch. Oh yeah, Fox it. News, gotta yes. love it. Yeah. Um, the 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 whatever channel has the Five Hundred Club and Pat Robertson or whatever the hell yeah. that yeah. No, uh, it, the channels we actually watch, we got, and it's like thirty bucks. It includes like fifty gigabytes of like cloud DVR. So the cool thing is, like, because it's internet based, I could watch Sling on my like the TV on my phone or my iPad. Oh, right now that's dope. And um. And it's been really, really great because, like, yeah, we have live TV, we have DVR, we have all the shows we want. Plus, they have, like, a ton of shit on demand. They have, like, every episode of The Simpsons so far on demand. You already own every episode of The Simpsons. Not all of them. They haven't completed the physical releases of all of them yet but like still it's it's nice having like you know all of the streaming shit you're facing those like yeah but still now Um, it's at my fingertips whenever i want it it's been kind of amazing like and there's a really great sling app on either like apple tv or on the xbox or even on our tv and so like it's been kind of amazing um so yeah sling has been a game changer and we're kind of pissed we didn't do it earlier because we're saving almost a 100 bucks a month which is no that's great crazy um which um it's a good thing that we're saving 100 bucks a month because i just bought a car what it's crazy um up you're moving up in the world i know i used to drive in a uh, i drove a car for 11 years that was um three years old when i got it and totaled when i got it um so i mean it was stolen and driven into a tree uh and the the airbags deployed so it was declared a total loss salvage title i paid half price for it by the time i bought it um and uh it was a great little car Got me along going for 11 years. Yeah. Whoever buys it will be pleased. It's it's a great little sort of workhorse of a car. I just don't want to put any more time into it. So, um, yeah, I hear you. I got a uh, 2019. There comes a time. Yes, I got a 2019 Honda HRV, um, and it's blue. It's the first car I've ever had with a color. Nice. This is my first, well, sort of. I usually go, well, never mind. Because my first one was white, and my second car was dark gray. So I'm considering this like my first color of a car because it's like this electric blue. It's so pretty. Thank you. Yeah. It's weird. It's like a little baby SUV, which is a huge car in my world. Yeah. um, But has cameras and shit. Mine's a baby SUV. Yeah. I feel like we both drive. (gasps) Baby SUV. No. Nope. Oh. Um, (laughs) But no, I I feel like you and I both sort of drive these sort of like, is it a SUV? Is it a station wagon? Depending on like where you're standing, it kind of could be either. Yeah. Mine's like, I could call mine a soccer mom car for surfers. Yeah. <laughs> and that feels very Subaru. Like, yeah. Subaru is very much either like, let's go hiking or let's go surfing. But also, I've got two kids. Yeah. Like, there's something about it. But, like, it's very um, nature-y. Whether yeah. it be, like, or it's very outdoorsy. Whether it be hiking or camping or surfing. Yeah. And I love that the brand is super queer friendly. Mm-hmm. Because the queer saved Subaru. Did you tell me that story? I did not. Oh, okay. But my mom just bought a Subaru, like, last month. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, good. They just bought one. Yeah, I guess just short story that they were going out of business, 90s, bankrupt. They were like, okay, our last resort, we have a demographic, lesbians love our car, let's put a commercial out there, which was, like, unheard of, and they did, and it saved them. I had no idea. Yeah. 
That's fun. So now that's why it's called the lesbian car, or the car for lesbians, is because they saved it. Like, the commercial featured lesbian yeah. couple. Yeah. Yeah, and that moved the market to buy Subaru. Yeah. Nice. Well, you know, love is love, and love is what makes a Subaru a Subaru. Yeah, and I love a Subaru, so. Um, Cute. What else has happened? Todd had his final wisdom tooth removed. That was an adventure. Oh, yeah, I saw that. Yeah, that was fun. Um, he's doing great. His recovery is going along just fine. Nice. Um, what else? We went to Galaxy's Edge at Disneyland. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was going to ask you about that. I saw you brought home a pet. We brought home a couple pets. <laughs> uh, so we brought home like a salacious crumb looking uh, rat lizard thing or lizard rat. It's like a I puppet? Call them. It is like a puppet. It comes with a little metal or a little plate that you put under your shirt. That um and then he sticks to it on the outside. It's a magnet. Yeah. And so he sits on your shoulder and he has a little cable coming down from him and a little thing in your hand. And depending on what you do with it, um, you can either turn his head or open his mouth. Okay. And so that's, that's so my little cute. salacious crumb looking lizard rat. Sorry. It's okay, playing footsie with me. I see what it is. Uh, I thought that was the chair. That was my foot. <laughs> um, uh, so uh, I got him, and then we also went. Um, so unfortunately, um. I can't remember what the place is called, but it's officially not the lightsaber creation place because lightsabers are illegal uh, in um, the planet that Galaxy's Edge is on. Gotcha. So if you go and ask for where you make lightsabers, they'll be like, oh, I'm so sorry. Uh, that's yeah. illegal on this planet. But if you're looking for the junkyard, it's over there. Like they're very in character. So that's kind of amazing. I got a mm -hmm. picture with Ray and she was very much on the run. Nice. I was like, can I get a picture? She was like, of course, but we must hurry. Like she was, <laughs> it was she's very in character. Um, and is there a BB-8? We went to the droid depot where oh, yeah. you build your you own build droid. Your droids. I saw that, yeah. that little video. <laughs> Todd built an R2 unit that he named uh, J34F or Jeff. Uh, and I made a BB unit named R080. Robo. Robo. Rob O. That's See that? cute. I got you. See what I did there? So, yeah, so I we, got you. We did that. We got to go on the Smuggler's Run ride twice. Um, that's the Millennium Falcon one. Yeah, it's the Ugh! the interactive Millennium I Falcon. Do that. I throw up. I, I I wrote it on YouTube, and I was it was making me sick just watching really? the YouTube. And it's weird. It's an interesting ride. I don't know if it's especially good, but like if you if your ambition and your dream is to fly the Millennium Falcon, oh my god, wish fulfillment. But if you just wanted a really great ride, yeah, Star it, Tours is a better ride. It doesn't even seem that Star Wars affiliated almost it's just kind of like a space journey well and it, it plays like a, i mean it's interactive so it I, actually yeah. plays like a video game right it you feels like a giant the, arcade you could shoot the lasers well and, and like whatnot. you have to avoid stuff the pilots yeah. actually have to avoid collisions but i was wondering what if you like tried to collide oh there's a does it course correct you there's a score counter oh, and at gotcha. the end they deduct credits for how much damage there is to the ship so and you have to pay them Yes, you pay them. But then also <laughs> at the very end, they actually, um, they even like, they list off the damage on the ship if there's a bunch. Ooh, they're like, you've damaged our ship. Yeah, you're going to have to pay. This, yeah, this system's failing, that system's failing, and don't forget this one, and you hit this thing. So it's like, it, I mean, it's interesting, um, but I feel like its interactivity is both its greatest benefit for those that like want to fly the Millennium Falcon. It's also its greatest detriment for people who just wanted a great ride. Yeah. And so, like, it's odd. I'm I'm really very curious about, like, the big ride that will be opening. Oh. Was um, that the only ride there? It was the only ride at the time. Oh. Um, But, like, yeah, they have the lightsaber creation stuff, the Droid Depot, the Cantina. Um, There's the milk stand, so you can get your blue and green milk, which Todd and I got both. Yeah, um, that's gross. They're not bad. The blue one is very coconutty, um, which I don't like coconut. 
flavor, but I actually really enjoyed the blue milk. Um, we got the frozen kind. Uh, if anything, like the liquid kind looks a little iffy. It looks a little mucusy, yeah. or like it just it looks a little like the the texture of it's odd. Yeah. Um, but like the frozen kind, because ice crystals helped kind of break it up a little bit. Similar to like I love frozen butter beer because it's less sweet because there's more water content because the ice. Oh uh, yeah, we talked about that. Yeah, and yep. so like um. The hexagonal molecules. And, like, the green one is a little bit more floral. It tastes, like, someone said it tastes like um, Trix cereal milk, which it tastes like that, but if it had, like, a floral element, like jasmine or something added to it. Interesting. Um, Todd did not care for the green one. That's the one I drank the most of. But um, I preferred the blue as well. But they, they both were not bad. Okay. Um, and we tried, uh, like, a one one food item there that was, like, pretty good. It's definitely familiar, but not quite. It had green gravy. So it was like this kind of gravy that was a little spicy. Now, as a non-pass holder, such as myself, yes, is it worth it for me to go visit it? Um, well, I know. Is it still only... It's changed now. As of today, it went non-reservation. Okay. So if you so just have a ticket, you can go. Um, I'd say at this point... That means no. I can see it well, in your face. I'd say at this point, no, just because I, like, we, we had a four-hour window. We had a reservation, and we still didn't get to do the cantina or lightsabers. Oh, bummer. And because of our time, we didn't get to go there for dinner, which I hear that, like, they have one of the best food items How in the entire How do they find park. you to, like, kick you out? Oh, it's like a whole group at one time. Oh, no, I see. No, you, you have a color-coded wristband. Oh. And so while you wander around, obviously it's fine, but at a certain point, like, uh, people will stop selling stuff to you. Like, and then if a stormtrooper or someone finds you, they will say, like, I'm sorry, but it's time for you to leave the planet. Oh, and they will make you leave. And, like, not make you leave, but, like, it, like it's weird. Like, like, we have to kill they're you. They're friendly, but firm, in that, like, your time here is done. Yeah. Like, I don't think you can get on the ride. Your reservation has ended. Yeah, I think you can wait in line, but someone tells me you're not going to actually ride the thing. Yeah. Um, and so, like, we, uh, we got in a line at, like, 2.52, and our reservation was done at 3.00. And it was a long line for, like, a sort of museum slash shop. It's the place that has, like, the $25,000 R2 unit you can buy. Okay. And we just wanted to see inside. Yeah. And I, I asked a cast member, I was like, hey, you know, our our reservation time for the, the planet is over in, like, eight minutes. Um, If we wait in this line, will we get to go in? And she was like, ah, hmm, well, you can go in, but you won't be able to buy anything. And I was okay. like, okay, because I think that's a, the logic at this point is like your credits didn't go through gotcha. because everything is credits there. It's a one-to-one conversion rate from dollars to credits. But even when we bought our first, like we bought these like Diet Cokes that look like a detonator. Yeah. And um, we uh, we were in, like, the first thing we did when we walked in and they were like, all right, so it'll be 550 Oh, let me see if it'll take your credits. And like they swiped it. It went through. Like they were very like, it's it's funny. They're very in character. Recognize that you are tourists on an alien planet. <laughs> All the receipts say Black Spire Outpost on them. Because um, that's where you are. You're, and everyone says like to the spire or whatever when you leave instead of like have a nice day. Now that's the planet Ray is from? No, it's a new planet that was made for Galaxy's Edge specifically to justify how all of these different factions are in one place. Ah. Uh, so it is a new location gotcha. that is, yeah, it's outside of the standard Star Wars lore as a way to make sense of everything. I see. So okay. So that's the, the story there. As, that's what I've heard, anyway. Gotcha. But yeah. So that was Sweet. the thing. Cool. All right, so um, other than that, it's just like shit I've watched and some E3 stuff. So what have you been up to in your life? Me. I'm just going to list it off really fast. Hit me. Guild Hall last night with Steven. Fabulous. Yes. Um, 
Custa showed up after the game because the LA Valiant beat the Vancouver Titans. And nice. it was Vancouver's first loss out of 19 games. First, Damn. first loss this entire season. So Wow. So they broke that streak and now um, Valiant went from like number it started at like number twenty and now it's at number five. Not Dude. because of this game, but they just worked their way up. So That's they're, crazy. they're on a win streak. Yes. Because the Outlaws had a rough start to the season, but they seems like they've had some wins recently. Oh yeah, Outlaws just lost yesterday against um, the Mayhem. Florida Mayhem, yeah. So but uh, Jake is in a 2-2 today. Did you uh, see those pictures? No, I did not. Oh, my God. You have to look at his Instagram. Yeah, I need to be seeing this now. Yes. So, bark out. And um, Pride happened. Did Pride. How was that? I didn't get to do LA Pride at all because it was like the weekend of, uh, yeah, you know, E3. Of E3. So, it was good. Um, yeah. I didn't go into the event, but, you know, I drank and I... I walked with the the um, parade, and it was actually, you know how it's been so overcast in L.A.? There was, like, the only two days it was hot and sunny. It was 100 degrees both days, and it was kind of awful because I wish it was more overcast for those days, but <laughs> the sun came out for us, which was gorge. Oh, my God. Uh, it was, like, my top photo was Jake and his two Oh, he looks so cute, and find the other picture with the two girls. It's adorable. Um, oh, yeah. And... I went to the Grand Canyon with Lauren. How was that? We drove. We stayed two days in Sedona. And have you ever been to Sedona, Arizona? No. I've only been to Arizona like once and just sort of drove You two have to go. It is literally a dream come true. It looks like a Disney town. It almost looks unreal. It's just so immaculately like kept together. And it's a mountain town. And it feels like you're in... It feels like you're in Oregon because there's trees everywhere. It's the mountains. There's like waterfalls and rivers and the whole bit. And so it's, I was always like, isn't Arizona flat? Where the frack are we? So um, it was really fun experience. Like every other shop's like a metaphysical crystal shop, almost like they're Starbucks. Um, uh, what's it called? McDonald's has the only um, turquoise arches. Be there really? because they're they have to follow a certain color code for the, the town. city. Wow! Yeah. And so they couldn't have the yellow arches. That's, That's so the funny. Only place in the world with non-yellow or golden arches. That's so, really funny. Yeah, I thought that was fun. And um, I'm trying to think. Oh, the Grand Canyon was vast. On the drive up there, it hailed and snowed, and I was like, "What the fuck are we getting ourselves into?" <laughs> And by the time we got there and settled, clouds went away, the sun came out, melted all the snow, and it was gorgeous and green and beautiful. I was like, what just happened? Nice. Yeah. It was beautiful. And that was the same day we were driving back to LA, and I was like, all I need is like a day of like slushing around in snow and then driving 10 hours back to LA. Bull. Nine hours because of traffic. Were you in your car? Yeah. We drove in my car, and it was super smooth. Um <laughs> Stopped in this cute little town called Williams. Williams. And I swear to God, every other person there was trans. Really? It was like this little podunk town, also immaculate, beautiful. But, and it looked like the kind of like a miner's town, like you'd get your ass kicked. But then every other person, I swear, was trans. So it was <laughs> kind of interesting. I didn't understand it, but I loved it. 
and um, worked with Zoe Bell again. Your girl. I'm so jealous. Yeah. Friends. Love her. Did you tell her that I was, like, freaking out a little bit? No, I didn't. I feel like next time you work with Zoe, you have to tell me so I can, like, give you my copy of, like, Death Proof for her to sign or something. Yeah. Because, like, she actually plays herself in that. I know, and I haven't even seen Death Proof. What? Uh, What? That that's what made me fall in love with her. Aside from that, she was like you know Uma Thurman's stunt double for Kill Bill. Like Death Proof was where I like really realized how awesome Zoe is, like on her own. Yeah, so she's an awesome person too. So um, yeah, did that. My candle ritual candles is like off and popping, dude. I'm selling quite a bit. That's awesome. Yeah, so that's been fun. And then we get right into E3. It's like, meanwhile, my record sales are dwindling. I need to list more oh. stuff on my Discogs account. I've kind of, like, leveled a little bit. Um, before we get into E3 stuff, um, just stuff I'm watching. Oh, yeah. I don't know if you are watching any of these. Uh, are you watching Euphoria on HBO? No, but Steven loves it. That shit is stressful. I want to see it. That's like the Zendaya one? What? Zendaya, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, well, and it's, it's weird. Todd, Todd compared it to um, Kids. Oh, no, I can't watch kids. Well, but, like, it's that same level of, like, youths misbehaving, and it just feels so over the top that it's terrifying. Like, this show is very, I feel like it's very upsetting in all the stuff it's showing. Kids was very, I could, I, I can't watch that movie again. But, yeah, it's it's bold. I mean, like, no, I don't think it's really a spoiler. And I believe it was digital. But there's a straight up, like, erection in episode one. Oh, wow. Yeah, I believe it was digital because it was attached to an actor that I don't think is willing to show his, like, you know, hard dick uh-huh. on camera. Um, it's, uh, yeah, I don't want to say who, just in case. In yeah. case that is a spoiler. But, like, yeah, I was kind of surprised. Where I was like, okay. Um, but, yeah, it's it's very bold in that, like, really? it, it feels like teens behaving badly. So it feels like, I imagine, something like Riverdale, but just not for teens at all. Yeah. Like, it right. is straight up for adults. Huh. And even then, I'm kind of curious, like, why a lot of adults would want to watch teens. a show about teens being bad. But, like, right. I don't know. It's interesting. It's not bad. It's, um, we're only two episodes in, and I'm, I'm enjoying it, but it is a show where, like, when it's done, Todd and I, like, watch fail videos or, like, a cartoon or something funny afterwards. Because it's just a little, like... It's heavy. Yeah, well, it's a show where I feel like a noose is tightening with every sort of subsequent minute. Like, everything just keeps kind of getting worse. Yeah. And that's cool, but, like, it's a lot. Speaking of everything getting worse, we also watched Chernobyl. Oh, I didn't watch that. Oh my god, it's so good. Okay. It's amazing. It's like five spectacular hours of TV. Hmm. But it's hard to watch. I could say that about a show I binged. Gentleman Jack. Okay, so is that good? Ugh, it's so good. It's my favorite show in the world right now. Because I've heard really good things about it. I love it. I so jumped Cinemax? on on episode two, and I religiously watched it every week. And I haven't done that since, like... I actually watched TV back when I was in high school. Or Game of Thrones. Oh, yeah, Game of Thrones. But even then, I kind of, like, skipped you were a, little a day. Delayed time, but yeah. No, Gentleman Jack every single Monday. Cinemax? Showtime? HBO. Was it HBO? It was BBC. And oh, then got HBO it. has released it here. Got it. Yeah. So good. And it's brought up the... the uh, tourist level to the area over there in halifax mm. like so high up that it's like they have a national day now and really i was like i want to go i want to go see where 
Gentleman Jack was filmed and Ann Lister wrote her little diaries. <laughs> I love that. Um, so, yeah. I highly recommend it. Yeah. Todd and I also... Oh, and it's going to get season three. Sorry. I mean, season two. Okay, good. I was yeah. like, uh, Pose got picked up for a third season already. Oh, I saw that, yeah. Which is awesome. I haven't even seen the first season. Uh, I didn't either. Todd a, did. Loved it. I'm a bad person. Todd loved it, so... Whatever. It's coming for season three. You have plenty of time. Yeah. Um. So, nailed it. Season three happened. I All watched All six it. episodes of it. It was fun. You know what, though? The Christmas season is the best. That was a good season. That was the best. And she had the sparkly makeup and it was magic. And that's where she kept referring to everything as wild. It's wild. <laughs> if you notice, like, the third episode in this season, I think she was sick mm. because she just could not get her energy up. And I was like, there's something wrong. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, We also watched the entire new season of Black Mirror. Yeah, I watched two episodes and I was like, that was too, too many. Which one did you watch? Did you watch the first two? No, I watched the first one, which was... Striking Vipers, the fighting game one. Yeah, that was awful. I thought that one was super interesting. I thought it was boring, first of all. (laughs) All right, then. Personally. No, no, it's fine. Yeah. I mean, somebody recommended it to me, and and so I was like looking forward to it, and I didn't like it. Um... And then I saw the Miley Cyrus one. That was the first one we watched because Todd like wanted either. to see her covers of Nine Inch Nails. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah it was, and it's funny because I felt like the Miley episode, if anything, was super lightweight. And it was a, almost a comedy for it being Black Mirror. It was more yeah, or less a comedy. It was too far-fetched. I mean, they're, like I know they're all far-fetched. But, like, it's no nosedive. Nose, nosedive is so it's perfect. It's no San Junipero. Nosedive it's is perfect. no... There's so many that I'm like, okay, they hit the mark. Well, I, but these, it's just like, they kind of just ran with something that was like, really, though? I do feel like the creator needs some to bring in some new writers. Because, like, right now, he's still the sole writer, at least credited on everything, yeah. I believe. Um, except, I mean, of course, like, what? Rashida Jones wrote Nosedive uh, with Michael Shore, the guy who created uh, The Good Place. Mm-hmm. and like they wrote that one but um it's weird striking vipers i really liked mostly just because i thought it raised interesting questions about fidelity a, well and uh, about attraction when it came to like you know who were they really attracted to whether it was the avatar or the people in the avatars like was there a deeper connection and is there a sense of identity that's being like reevaluated based on like his friend and who his friend selects as his player i didn't like, understand yeah I thought, th- I thought there was something really like it's, it's i feel like black mirror always tries to ask a bigger question yeah and i feel like this season didn't except for that episode because um the second episode smithereens uh todd and i pretty much saw what that episode was about from the very beginning almost Okay. Like, it's very on the nose, and it feels very much like the kind of episode of Black Mirror that my mom would have written. Okay. Like, and I love my mom, don't get me wrong, but, like, yeah. it very much feels like something that one of our parents, who are like, oh, those kids and their their noses are buried in their phones, it feels like the kind of episode that, like, a boomer would write. Okay. As opposed to anyone else. And so, like, it's weird. Like, that one felt a little, like, okay, very on the nose, yeah. whatever. But, like, at least Striking Vipers, at least, t- it took... 
I think a fairly like something that Black Mirror's already explored. Yeah. But at least it kind of spun it in another direction where I I thought it was interesting that it played with um the idea of sexuality and to some degree gender. Yeah. Like I thought it was I thought it was I mean it didn't fully explore anything. It's not trying to be an authority on anything. Right. But at least I don't know. I, I thought it 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 at least made me think about some stuff, which Black Mirror that's what I like about it. I think I couldn't get past the fact and this is just me being picky, is that how could a video game have this programmed into it where they could just, like, full-on bone each other? It's, that's the part I couldn't get... That's, other than the fact that I thought the... the um, not the timing, but the, the flow of it was really slow. Yeah. But, like, you do have to also kind of it, yeah. go a little suspension of disbelief I, the yes. first episode's about a man uh, the prime minister who's forced to fuck a pig on national television which could actually happen <sighs> technically yeah and he'll like lots of shit could happen i just like, don't think they would in a fighting game program like full-on orgy sex or what not orgy but just like sex and like hey san junipero is a yeah. straight-up simulation where you can do anything you want right so why they choose a fighting game because they're two guys. Because that's and that's what they're they bonded dudes. over yeah. in the past. That's right. They played fighting games. Yeah. So this is like an evolution where VR now gives you sensations. I, you know what? I watched it so long ago. If I would have like prepared to talk about this, I would have a better argument. So I was mostly just curious, just because uh, I don't know. I I, I, I thought it was just interesting. Didn't do it for me. I think that's when I'm going to end it on oh. without like trying to get all like philosophical. <laughs> By far the weakest season of Black Mirror yet. Like it is the weakest season as a whole. All three episodes are bottom of my pile but of the three striking vipers was the strongest yeah yeah it was definitely better than the miley cyrus one yeah the miley one is i mean it was fun it made no but that's about it yeah (laughs) like it was just fun yeah especially even the part where like they're driving the car towards the end it just became a comedy like it became a buddy comedy and i was Mm -hmm. like okay what is this show doing you went along for the ride yeah i was kind of expecting to be like upset like most episodes do to me and that one was like oh okay yeah fine miley Although I do really like her. Yeah. Like, I, it's funny. The more I see Miley, the more I like, like, I think she's super talented vocalist and she's not bad on camera. I didn't like her acting. I was, I think she's, I, I think that was the role, but, um, I don't know. I don't mind her on camera either. I think she's funny. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I was just hoping for more of what we had in the past, I guess. Oh, so was I totally. Yeah. So, I think that's why it was the most disappointing. Not because they were bad. I think because what they've given us in the past far surpassed what they oh. gave us now. So I was just yeah. disappointed. And two thirds of the season is borderline happy, which is real weird. Yeah. I need I need Black Mirror to make me feel like a bad person. Yeah, those were both the ones I saw. They're both pretty happy. happy yeah. I mean, the first one, I don't know if it was happy, but it was, Pe- they came to a, an understanding. An understanding. Yeah. yeah. There's an agreement. Yeah. Um, and then what else? Oh, Todd and I saw Rocket Man yesterday. The Elton oh, John yeah, biopic. Yeah, Steven saw that, mm. and I just, I, you know me and going to movies, you have to like pull me by a chain. <laughs> uh, so I just didn't go. Um, right, but he said he'd give it like a six out of ten. He was fine. Yeah. Like it was weird. I was talking like first off, Taron Egerton sounds amazing. Like, because he re-recorded the vocals for all the songs. Oh. Okay. And so he sings them like as Elton John, gotcha. and he does a really good job with it. Um. And it's funny, like, from the neck up, like, yeah, when he's all made up and all that and wearing his various glasses, if you sort of 
don't focus too hard or cross your eyes. Yeah, could be Elton John. Uh-huh. From the neck down, I'm sorry, I'm never really buying that body as Elton John's ever because Taron Egerton is just too in he's in too good of shape. Also, his jawline is so intense, you can't really soften that thing if you tried to. And so it's fine. I feel like he's not quite Elton John in that way, but like it was a it was it, it's a fun movie in that it's not like Bohemian Rhapsody. Yeah. It is a musical fantasy. Yeah. Like it shuffles when songs were written just for the sake of the song serving the scene. Yeah. You know, and yeah, everyone will suddenly just start singing. Okay. You know, his whole family, people on the street, they're all just singing and dancing. I didn't know it was a musical. It is a musical. Like Bohemian Rhapsody was a biopic that happened to have them singing because their jobs was singing. Yeah. Rocket Man is like, oh, there's a scene where he's a child and they all, like the entire family, breaks into song. Yeah, I, I didn't really realize that. Um, one of Steven's arguments was that it, he says that the movie could have been really good had they had a bigger budget. He thinks that the budget held them back. I could see that. If they had like across the universe style money yeah, or like an across the universe style director like, you know, Julie Taymor, right. they could have actually done something done something really, like, mind-blowingly fantastic. Yeah. Um, which, I think, it kind of does keep one foot grounded in real life, even though it has these sort of flights of fancy. Yeah, yeah. But it does at least feel of our world. So. Yeah. Huh. I don't know. Yeah. It, I liked it. Didn't love it. But it was fine. It was fun. And, well, if, and it's for a jukebox musical about Elton John, pretty solid. Yeah. So. Nice. Did you see um Dark Phoenix? No. Nobody has. The reviews on it are so Abysmal. bad. Like, they're real bad. They're real bad. And, like, I try not to let that, like, dictate when I go see a movie, but, like, right now there's a ton I want to see. So that's going kind of bottom of the pile right now. Cause... Literally, the best reviews I've read are the ones that really don't talk about the movie as much, but they say the hand gestures were good. Oh. I'm like, really? That's what we're talking? That's what we're grabbing at here? Uh, well, like, so... Because, yeah, we saw another movie. I can't remember what it is now. Like, which that doesn't bode super well. No. Um, Yeah, we, uh, like, I want to see Toy Story 4 now, which I was surprised because all the trailers for that movie did not make me excited about it at all. But I hear it's great. I've heard it's really good. It seems so unnecessary just because three Toy Story 3 was epic. so good. It was so good. And it was such a perfect ending yeah. to the series. And, um, and so I was just like, why bother? Why would you do this? Because it's Disney. But, like... From what I hear, Toy Story 4 completely holds its own. Oh, we saw John Wick 3. Oh, I hear that's good, too. It was good. My favorite of the series, I think, is still 1. 1. But then 3, then 2. I only saw 1 so far. So. 1 is great. Yeah. What do you know? Because you've seen. Yeah. Um, 2 is fine. 3 is better than 2. Yeah. All right. You know, it's The nice thing is, I, I have to say, I love the fact that we're at the point now where it's like, action movies had to be comedies for a long time. Like, you know, you'd have your action comedy or you know, like your action romance. You had to have some sort of combo of shit. Yeah. John Wick is a fucking action movie, period, full stop. That is Done. it. It has no desire to be anything else. It's like, <laughs> oh, we, yeah, we could have some emotional heartstrings to pull. Fuck it. But let's shoot a guy in the face. The point. Yeah. Like, we're yeah. going to shoot hundreds of people in the face. Yeah. That's our movie. And I'm like, thank you. Purity of vision. Yeah. Anyway. So, yeah. Oh, I um, started watching Outlander. And oh! I love it. It's it's my uh was it somebody I know referred to it as um Game of Thrones for women. Oh yeah, basically. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I it's like my, my uh, boss actually is a really funny name. It really for is. It, his wife calls but it. I think Game of Thrones is for women, so it is. But no, like Outlanders though is very much like Yeah. 
I hear it, it. it's very it's, much more geared towards the ladies. It's more of a romantic tale. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's good. Uh, there, there's a, I do have a lot of issues with it, like the way their um, connection is, the two main characters, um, Claire and Jamie, I think his name is, the Scottish guy and then the British girl who goes into the past. Mm-hmm. Do you know anything about it? Not I didn't all. either, but in the first episode, basically, um, this British girl, woman, and her husband, they're on vacation, they're in Scotland, and she goes off by herself and stumbles upon these ruin, ruins, or like it's like a standing stones, mm-hmm. and it transports her, and apparently it happens, it's been written in history that, like in Scottish lore, that this happens to women sometimes, mm. and so she goes missing, like in her own time yeah but she's living a life in the past so she lives in 1949 but then she's transported back to 17 like 42 or something like that. i did not know it was like a fish out of water time travel kind of yeah. thing so it's very interesting because she's like having confrontations with her like her husband's ancestors and all this craziness is happening so does I'm- she know how to get back she thought she did. Oh, so she's stuck. She's kind of confused. It's oh. like what she needs to do. So she can't freely come and go. She's stuck no, there. No, she's stuck there. Oh. She has no say. And she has to live a good, like, what, 300 years to get back to her time. Yeah, I don't think Duh. she'll make it that long, though. Oh. <laughs> but, um, Isn't there magic or some shit? Right. That's what I'm saying. There's got to be some more fairy mag- magic happening. Cause a lot... She traveled back in fucking time. There should be something to keep her alive. That's literally the only magic. <laughs> there is a character uh-huh. who's a witch um, that I, she probably knows something. Is she really a witch or is she just like a witch like those times where she was like a woman that people didn't understand? Well, that's what Claire is because she's from the future. So she knows oh. and she used to be a doctor. Oh, shit. And so, so she knows how to heal people. So they all think she's a witch. And she knows, like, how, like herbs and things. And so it's really interesting, this dynamic, like, oh, maybe witches in the past actually did time travel back. But they can't say they time travel because they'd be called a witch and then burned or killed or hanged or murdered or moitered. Moitered? <laughs> like Boiny? <laughs> so, um, but the, the actress who plays Claire, um, God, I think her name's Claire now, I'm double guessing but or second guessing but she would have been a really good yennefer for the witcher mm. series she's like spot on she's feisty she's dark haired she has the curly hair she could she would have been perfect so <laughs> i hope this other girl can hold up hold the candle to her so nice. yeah that's all well so e3 happened tell us all about it rob because i didn't go well I mean, so I well, like, I was getting into newsy stuff for actual E3 stuff, but mostly my contrib- my contribution oh, to E3. Yes. Do tell. I was gonna do. Uh, do so, tell. Um, I produced the uh, E3 trailer for The Outer Worlds. Nice. Um, which uh, was the trailer that opened up the Xbox press conference. I was very proud of that. Congratulations. Thank you. Um, I produced the trailer for uh, Watch Dogs Legion and um, for Wasteland 3. And um, I had a couple of, like, division social spots that came out recently for, like, their free weekend. Um, what else? Um, and, of course, like, the team at work had um, a bunch of other stuff. We did, like, Age of Empires, uh, Crash Team Racing, Spyro for the Switch, uh, some stuff for Magic the Gathering, I think. Uh, we did all the Xbox press conference montages. Oh, wow. Um, so we had, like, the ID montage, the games montage at the end. We have an enhanced montage, a PC montage. 
all sorts of stuff. So like, um, yeah, it was a, it was a pretty good uh, showing. Yeah, we had a lot of stuff. Yeah. Um, and there's some really oh, we did State of Decay two, Heartland, um, which is like such I I wish I'd produced that piece. It's so cool. Um, State of Decay. Oh yeah. It has a lot of like, camera rotations and really like super cool transitions. Mm-hmm. It's really great. Um, anyways, yeah, E3 was was interesting. Um, I didn't get to spend a lot of time on the show floor, although the show floor this year was real weird because um, Xbox, of course, is at the Microsoft Theater now. They're not actually on the press or on the on the conference floor anymore. Right. Um, Sony not there. Yeah. And Sony did not have a press conference this year, so Sony right. had no presence. Um, Activision doesn't do a booth right now. EA took their booth to the Palladium. Blizzard has their own thing. Blizzard does BlizzCon, so they never show up to Comic Con or to. So they had nothing. (laughs) There wasn't a ton. I mean, what was there was really cool. I mean, like, but Nintendo was there. Nintendo was massive, and like Bethesda was there with a lot. They should just call it Nintendo Con. Square Enix was there with a lot to show. Um, uh, 2K had a huge booth for Borderlands Three. Um, and of course Warner Brothers had a big presence because of Cyberpunk and uh, Mortal Kombat. So like I mean there was you know some of the publishers that were there were big. Yeah. Uh but like you know the big 3 that you think of you know, are often Nintendo, Microsoft, Sony. Sony wasn't there at all. Microsoft's in a different building. Um you know so it was a little it was a little odd and like I was doing mostly meetings. Uh so and and also just normal work. Yeah. So I didn't spend a ton of time on the show floor. I did not touch a controller I think the entire E3. Oh. But overall, I kind of don't wait in line for a game that I'm in any way interested in. Yeah. Like, first off, I'm terrible with money. If I'm in any way interested in a game, I'll probably just buy it or wait until it goes on sale and then I'll buy it or it'll be on Game Pass or some shit. Like, so I tend to not, like, wait in line for a game I know I'm going to play. Okay. Like, I did that once with Travis. I waited in line for, like, 35 minutes with him to play Batman Arkham City. And, and was, then you pre-ordered it? And it was fun to play, but I think I had already pre-ordered it. Like, I already knew I was going to play it because I fucking loved Arkham Asylum. And so I was like, well, I'm going to play Arkham City. And then he really wanted to play it, so we did. And we waited, like, 30 minutes to play it. And we played it, and we were both like, well, that's exactly what I thought it would be. And um, I can't wait to do all of that again yeah. in, like, a month. month. That game was coming out, like, in a month. And it was like, well, in a month, we'll just play it anyway. That was a mistake. And so, like, <laughs> I sort of feel like E3 is kind of an opportunity for me to play games I have no intention of playing. Yeah. And maybe it'll win me over. Or maybe it's an experience that I otherwise wouldn't get to do. Like, I got to play Fallout 4 VR uh, either last year or the year before at E3, which was great. I don't have a Vive. I will never play Fallout 4 VR. Yeah. Because I don't have a PC that can run it or a Vive to do that with. And so I was like, you know what? Because I could have played Skyrim VR or I could have played Doom vr or vfr but like those are both coming to playstation vr so why bother yeah why bother so if i was gonna wait in line i should play something i can't play otherwise yeah so that's kind of my policy at e3 but like i love walking around and looking at stuff yeah lots of toys yeah well and also i tend to like the one time i will get my hands on a controller at e3 as like a priority is when there's a new controller coming out is there uh well they announced the the microsoft elite controller uh series 2 Oh. Which I did not need to get my hands on. I just pre-ordered it already because I fucking love my Elite. Um, but like when they announced the PS4 and the Xbox One, uh, my only goal that year at E3 was to get my hands on the DualShock 4 to see if uh-huh. they fixed all the design flaws of the DualShock 3, which, yes. spoiler alert, they did. Um, and also I want to get my hands on the Xbox One controller to see how it felt compared to the Xbox 360 controller. Okay. Spoiler alert, I do not like it as much. Oh. 
but it's still great. And actually, and the Elite was the thing that kind of fixed that for me, from like the vanilla controller to the Elite. Um, but no, like e- nice. E3 was a thing that happened. Yeah. And there's lots of E3 news coming up in the news. There is. There is. Oh my god. But first off, should we be actually like 45 minutes into this podcast, should we talk about what we're playing? Oh yeah, what are you playing? <laughs> well, I, I finished three games for my counter since we've last spoken. Okay. I finished Days Gone. Okay. Uh, the short, short review of that is, uh, never before has a game taken so long to say so little. Ooh. Yeah, it's kind of weird. I enjoyed my time with it, but like now that it's over, I'm kind of thrilled that it's done. Yeah. It took a lot longer to finish than I thought it would. And like also I was kind of surprised that like some of the selling points on it are late game missions. Yeah. Like, you know, the whole the sawmill horde that they showed at E three? Like when they announced the game? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the third to last mission. Oh. Yeah. Why would they do that? Well, but in the last act, they open up, like, 30 different hordes that you can go take out. But you have to take out, like, two or three of them for the actual plot of the game. So, like, they're side missions. And they're actually, they are, honestly, the most, probably, impressive part of the game. And they're hard. They're not easy. But they're they're really rewarding. And they are actually really fun, if you know what you're doing. Okay. Um. So, I can see why they sold that so hard. Because it is actually the most cool thing the game does. I see. So, but d- isn't that the same type of thing that um, World War Z did? Yeah, World War Z hadn't been announced at the time. Gotcha. <laughs> so yeah, Days Gone was was super remarkable, and then World War Z beat it to market. But I think even then, I think Days Gone is a more like narrative based. I want to say already it's the eighth or eleventh best selling of the game or best selling game of the year so far. Wow! For it being a single player only platform exclusive to ps4 also a new ip from a developer that has never made a console title before they've only done handheld titles and didn't it take like five years for them to get it out it definitely took a while yeah um but like it's their first ps4 game like their last game was golden abyss uh the uncharted game for the vita oh like they made handheld that's a long time ago well something like ready at dawn they were known for making the god of war handhelds and then they'd made the order 1886 Gotcha. So they kind of like moved up into the full console. Yeah. Stuff. So that was game number 11 for the year. Okay. Or sorry, 10. Um, number t- 11 for the year was the game uh, A Plague Tale Innocence. Oh, I want to play that so badly. That looks so good. It was cool. I did watch a lot of, not a lot of footage, but some footage. Well, I would loan it to you, but I bought it on Xbox. It's okay. Um, It is very cool. Is it a full length game? Yes. It is. Yeah, I mean, I, I looked at how long to beat, just so I had an idea of, like, how long it would take. It was estimated at, like, 13 hours. I think it probably took me 14 or 15. I think of a full-length game, like, 45 hours. Oh, no. Okay. I say full-length is anything over 8. Okay. Um, Honestly, I'm willing to consider a full-length movie anything, or a full-length game anything longer than a movie, really. But, like, I think it should be, like, 8 hours or more. I see. If you have to assign. I see. You know. I got you. It's only 50 bucks, too. It's not 60 at least. Yeah. <laughs> um, but no, Plague Tale was really cool. Um, the rat the swarm stuff animation is and... super cool. Ooh, so scary. Well, and like story-wise, it's really good. Performances are good. Um, it's, I love the, the way it looks. It has some really, like, it's it's odd. It feels very much like a, a game from like a first-time studio um, in that like there's some elements of it that look like photoreal amazing and there's some stuff that's like huh like, you released it like that something's different <laughs> some stuff where it's like oh this does not match but like there's something really interesting about it the game only has like four kind of standard sort of 
game modes in it like you're either like exploring and kind of uncovering story stuff or you're dealing with rat puzzles yeah or you are stealthily sneaking through by guards Ooh. or you're being chased by something like those are your four kind of game modes and um and i thought that would get old through 17 chapters or whatever it did not i actually had a really great time with it and um even in when the game starts throwing boss battles at you which it has not equipped you for like it doesn't really set you up for like any enemy that takes more than one hit to kill okay and so or i am more than two i guess so like when they start giving you bad guys that it takes stages to kill them i thought it would feel like forced or bad kind of like you know like the experience travis had playing deus ex uh human revolution where he was playing it stealthy and all of a sudden these boss battles that were designed by another studio he could not it was impossible for him to oh. meet them because they were designed by another studio and just wedged in the game i didn't know that yeah that's the problem with the initial version of human revolution the director's cut fixed it okay but like it felt a little bit like a sideways move when these bosses showed up. But I have to say, now that I've finished the game, I kind of really liked those boss battles. Like, it was a game that, like, as I was playing it, I was like, I don't know how I feel. And now that I'm done, I'm like... It was good. That was a good game. It was nice. I liked it a lot. All right. So Plague Tale was super cool. I'm actually, I'm hoping that they'll make something else similar or a sequel or something. Yeah. Because I, I, I like games that are very narrative forward and... And, like, the combat is played down. You're playing it as, like, a late teenage girl. Mm -hmm. And so, like... And your brother follows you, or a sister, or brother? Little, your little brother. Or follows you throughout the whole game? Almost all of it. Gotcha. Um, but, yeah, like, in it you have a sling that, like, so basically you put a rock in, like, a sling, and you whip it around, and then you whip it at people's faces. Mm -hmm. um, and eventually you unlock the ability where a headshot is lethal. And that's the only... And, but it takes a while for her to, like target and wind up and hit and so like you can't you're not rambo yeah you are a stealthy you're a child who's very carefully unfortunately killing people when she has to and like the first time you kill someone in the game it felt like tomb raider the first time she kills somebody we were just like holy I, shit i just did that like we just crossed a line here yeah and then she became like murder miss murder like i had her killing everybody like people that she didn't need to kill i was like and you die now and you will die too yeah i'm gonna break your lantern and the rats will eat you super fun you're mean yeah, i am yeah so that was i see what e3 has done to you oh yeah that was game number 11 and then um, number 12 was assassin's creed odyssey the fate of atlantis episode one. Oh, mostly because i wanted to get to episode two because it takes place in uh the world yeah. yeah and like the first thing you do in episode two is fight cerberus like so it's getting very mythical that's dope and like you're talking i'm talking to i don't know how to say his name if you would have had that poseidon spear right or not spirit, but um, trident. trident. Yeah. See, you would have been fine, but you never went and got it. Well, I have a, the spear of Hermes or something right now. Oh, that's or not good spear, too. the staff of Hermes. Okay. Um, but like it, uh, yeah, it's been super cool so far though. And like right now, I'm doing something for I don't know how to say his name. Charon, Charon, Chiron. Is it is the guy who who uh gets the people boat. across? Yeah, yeah. the boat. Uh -huh. Yeah, across the river Styx. I think it's Chiron. Is it? Yeah. It's C H A R O N. Yeah. So, pretty um, sure, pretty sure. I've been listening to music the whole time I've been playing the new Assassin's Creed, so I haven't heard the voiceover super well. Gotcha. Because I'm currently having a weird little love affair with Lizzo. I'm oh. super late to this party, but she's so fun. I don't really listen to her music, but I hear good things. Oh, watch the music video to Juice. It's impossible to not just smile through the whole thing. <laughs> okay. Like, seriously, she's adorable. That's what I hear. Yeah. 
Yeah. Um, she had a whole spread in Entertainment Weekly a few months ago, and I was like, oh, she's she fierce. She's doing a thing. Like, yeah. and she showed up in like a bridal gown at the BET Awards or something a couple days ago, and um, she uh, like busted out a flute at one point, and like Rihanna was just fucking digging it. Like they cut oh, to bet. her just like clapping and dancing in the audience. It was awesome. <laughs> um, dope. Yeah. Nice. Almost as good as Ariana Grande's uh, light technicians doing her choreography. Like, uh, someone I follow on Twitter shot, like, video of her tech people, like, in, like, the sort of sound booth area controlling the lights, literally just, like, d- dancing around doing their thing. And all of a sudden, during, like, one moment during Into You, they straight up did, like, these these hand motions and then, like, did, like, a, th- a synchronized sort of, like, head turn. Like, they were just, like, we've seen the show every night and we're into it. They were in it. It was super fun. She she even responded. She's like, "This is my favorite video ever. I've never been able to see them because I'm blinded by lights all the whole time." But this is amazing. Oh my god, that's so funny. Yeah, right. Um. Anyway, so yeah, what else? Uh, I'm I'm exploring a lot of other like, little rando titles at times because the Game Pass. Game Pass is honestly like such a crazy deal. And Xbox did a thing where um you could upgrade your uh you could upgrade your Xbox Live Gold, which is you know like the pay. It's like PS Plus. Yeah. 60 bucks a year so it's five bucks a month um you can you can upgrade whatever time you had banked for your xbox live gold membership to the game pass ultimate which is xbox live gold game pass for console and game pass for pc for a dollar so i bought well i would never spend an extra dollar (laughs) so i bought three years of xbox live gold redeemed them did the dollar for Game Pass. I now have Game Pass for console and PC for a dollar, uh, just, you know, on top of the, like, one dollar period, on top of the five bucks a month I was already spending on gold anyway, through the end of April 2022. So I will not pay for Game Pass until May of 2022. Oh, wow, that's good. That's a crazy deal. Yeah. And that, cause that means, like, for the next, what, two and a half years... I will not have to pay for anything, any Halo game, any Forza game. Technically, I think uh, the Outer Worlds is coming to Game Pass. All the games in the ID montage, anything that Microsoft publishes is part of Game Pass. Like, I will not pay for a Gears of War game because it'll just be there. Like, it's kind of nuts. If I play a game, it's made it worth it. Well. Like, it's kind of a gnarly deal. It's super cool. Anyway, so I'm like a big fan of Game Pass. I will tell anyone who will listen. I, I'm speechless. I, I don't even deal. know what to say to that. It's, it's crazy. <laughs> like, I think it might have been a little bit of an oversight, but well, we all took advantage of it. Like, me and a couple of coworkers were like, we're buying a bunch of, of gold, you know, memberships, and then we we're going to pay the dollar. Because um, hmm. it stacked up to like 36 months. Oh, wow. So and I, I think I have it for 34 months. Sorry, PlayStation people. You don't get that. Nope, no deal for you. Um, but But for PlayStation Plus members, this month, for free, Sonic Mania. Okay. And I cannot believe I bought this for you and then pressured Travis to buy Oh, I know. Yeah, Handsome Jack Collection. Borderlands Handsome Jack Collection, or the Handsome Collection. Uh, Yeah, free on yeah, PlayStation I, Plus. I saw that. I was like, I told Steven, I was like, Rob is probably like, what the hell? <laughs> Whatever. The price was so right when I bought yeah. it for me and you that, like, who cares? For that one night we played. Like 11 bucks. That was fun. I had a good time. That was worth 11 bucks. Yeah. That was fun. Like, seriously, going to a movie would have been way more expensive. Way more. And less fun. Yeah. And less time. And we yeah. wouldn't be able to talk through it. Yeah. Keep going. 
and uh, other stuff. Yeah, and there's no handsome Jack in the movies. There's no Salvador. Okay. And I love me some Salvador. Okay. He's so short. Who's Salvador? <laughs> the Gunzerker character I played as. Oh, yeah. The you know, big, like, barrel chest. I was a siren, man. so that's well, all I like. Shocker. Think. Yeah. She's hot. I figured you'd be Maya. Yeah. That's her name? Maya. Yeah, I like her. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> what is that voice, by the way? What is that? All right, so what, are you, what have you been playing uh, in the seven weeks oh, we, that. since we've spoken? Uh, okay, well, I worked on some E3 stuff. Yeah. That I can talk about now, because it's out. Okay. Um, I'll just, I mean, I, you know, I touched on a lot of things. Um, Doom Eternal. Um, that trailer was crazy. That trailer was crazy. I, I barely touched the actual trailer. I mostly worked on the other one where it shows, like, the multiplayer. Okay. Which wasn't as exciting, but, you know, hey. it is what it is. Um, uh, Wolfenstein. I'm excited about Doom Eternal. Yeah, it's it's pretty cool. Yeah, uh, Wolfenstein Two Youngbloods. I've already pre-ordered the deluxo of that, so John and I could uh, co-op it. Thank you. We appreciate your support. Those uh, Wolfenstein games are so good. Yes. Sh- uh, Samurai Showdown, which is exciting for you. I thought it it's cute. Well, I as mean, a fighting, like you're such yeah, a fan of fighting I games. I love fighting games. I can't so. think of anyone more appropriate to do yeah. that. So that was fun. And um, there was an, oh, Rage 2, I barely touched. Barely. But it was, hey. it, I, I played the entire game through. Okay. So, that's, that's a thing. Yeah. So that it was, it's a fun game. I actually really liked it. So um, does that go on my counter? <laughs> sure, it's your have, counter. I don't even have a counter. I mean, like I count episodes of DLC as a counter as, as a counter worthy game, but yeah. also like the first episode of Fate of Atlantis was like a solid probably eight to nine hours. Yeah, which I count as a full game. Yeah, so there you go. Yeah, there you have it. And then um, with you, I worked on cra- what is it called Crash, Crash Team, Team Racing, Racing Nitro, Nitro Fuel. Not yeah. my project, but you. Yes, with, you were at my with your place work. of business. Yes. So, and I worked on that. And there was something else, but now I can't remember what it was. But um, <laughs> games I finished, Thronebreaker. Oh, shit. You finished Thronebreaker. 45 hours. Of Gwent gameplay-based combat. And I loved it. Really? Yeah. It was like 42 hours. You crazy. I, I mean, loved- that's amazing. Like, yeah. I, I'm not, it's not crazy that you liked it. It's crazy that you committed and got back into it and f- played 40 hours of I was surprised. I thought, because it was only 29 bucks, so I was like, this game's going to be like 15 hours and done. No. It took me so long to get through that game because it's just map after map after map. I was like, I love it, but at the same time, does this game ever end? Does it have an ending? Um, but... That was like when I played Puzzle Quest 2. <laughs> it was thinking of like, I'm having fun. But does it end? Does it end? Because I would like an ending. Yeah, right. Um, it's kind of fun when Geralt comes in. You literally play one round with him. But it was fun. He was like the first card to die also. So I was like, <laughs> well, that was fun. But um, yeah, it's a really good game. It gets really difficult towards the end. Good thing I'm an awesome Gwent player, apparently. Well, yeah. And uh, I love how it filled in a lot of holes in the st- not holes but it just added extra lore to yeah. the you know the it stories. enriched the it lore enriched the lore yeah so that was fun and um 
Also, well, that adds to your counter for sure. Yeah, that one does for sure because that's that was a big game. You start a counter. Yeah, right. Um, I started the division two. Ah, it's super fun. I put in probably about twenty hours into. What it. level are you at? I have no idea. I haven't touched in a while. Got it. Once you hit level thirty, the game really opens up. Really? That's when you unlock your your specialties. Uh, um, I don't think I'm. I think I'm like seven. But also, once you get through like the main story, maybe I forget. The end game content is substantial. Good stuff. Yeah. Okay. It's it's very good. Like at thirty is, I feel like really when like up to thirty was fun. After thirty is when the game gets real. I feel like it's beautiful. I feel like it's very repetitive. Yeah, it's it's a sort of a loot shooter. Yeah. Similar to Destiny. Yeah. I I feel like after a while, the buildings are starting to look the same now. And I'm like, well, okay. But I'm sure it gets... Are you I, ma- I think it's just because of the area I'm in. I'm going through all the buildings and collecting the stuff. Are you soloing or are you... Uh, soloing. You're not doing rando matchmaking well, for the missions? No, do, I, do, I don't even know. I've never played the division. Oh, well, do rando matchmaking for the missions. It's actually great. No, because I don't want people to yell at me. It's, I mute everybody. They'll yell at me. Mute them. First thing I do whenever I party up with anyone is I mute the entire room. Why not just play alone? Because I like having more people shooting at stuff next to me. Yeah, I'm good. No, especially like towards like as it goes on, like it's just nice because like some of the bosses, like you may need someone to resurrect you. Yeah. Like it's like especially as you get to some of the the later stuff, like obviously it's ma- it's good for you if you can survive these on your own. Yeah. I often get downed and I need somebody to resurrect me. Or heal me or something. So, yeah. like, I like having teammates that help me out just because I'm not the best at the Division 2. Mm-hmm. And so, like, for me, it's great. I mean, yeah, like, I usually just sit outside a mission point and, like, hit the button for, like, matchmake for this mission. Yeah. And it'll toss you into someone else's game who's doing that mission already. Or it'll find two people for you. And, um, and honestly, like, I found that most people in that game don't talk in the first place. Oh, okay. And um, second, those that do have been either, A, very civil... Or B, instantly mutable. And gotcha. then we finish the mission together and everybody's happy. All right. It's worthy of oh, oh. at least experimentation. Well, maybe you just need to jump in with me. I don't have it on PS4. Okay. Moving on. So I got you a PS4 copy, but I got myself an <laughs> Xbox copy. I'd already finished the Xbox game by the time I got you a PS4 copy, by the way. Yeah, but you could still jump in and help me out. I don't have a PS4 copy. No, I know. I'm just saying hypothetically. If I bought a copy, yes, I could. No, I'm just saying if... Never mind. doesn't no. matter. So, uh, I also restarted... <laughs> the Witcher 3? On the most grueling mode. Oh my god. You have so many games to play. But there's just so many games that don't hold up there's the candle to The Witcher. There's so many games of mine that you currently have. Yeah, that's true. But, you know... When you have an itch, you have to scratch it. No, I can dig it. So. <laughs> Don't look at me like that, Rob. I don't know. I see how it's it is. embarrassing. Um, I do want to get back into Detroit Become Human, though. So good. I know. But I feel like I'm so disconnected now that I've spent so time, much time away from it. But I do remember everything that's happened. I just not that disconnected. I know. <laughs> All I know is... I killed that guy's son in the wheelchair, and now he hates me. Do you remember that? Uh, that's not what happened with me. Oh, well, I killed the son. See, I wish I had. <laughs> I 
I did not. Um, and um, oh, and Stephen Keith and I almost beat, but we we just got to the end to the um, meatball monster in um, Overcooked because ah, it was free last month. Nice. Yeah, we had a lot of fun playing that over when Keith was here for his birthday weekend two weekends ago. That's local only, right? For co-op? we think so. Yeah, I don't think there's online co-op. Yeah, for that. we think it was just local only. So gotcha. Yeah, so that's fun. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> so is it time for us to learn? You can learn something. Yeah. It's been a long time since I learned anything. Well, I've got a great word for you, Rob. Yeah. It's delicious. The word is delicious? No. Okay. <laughs> so I think I know what that means. The word is jactation. Jactation? <laughs> yeah. Jesus. My mind is going in all sorts of horrible places. Um, jactation. Isn't it delicious? It's the act of jacking. Uh, <laughs> I'm like it's lactating and jacking off at the same time. Yeah, I no wait, <laughs> I don't even know. Like, I, it feels like it's the noun version of a verb. Um, <laughs> but like, yeah, I'd say like it's the act of let's just say taking something. Oh, like to jack something. Yeah, I don't know. That's a, that's a colloquialism that I'm attaching to a very formal well, sounding word. You're right. It is a noun. What is it? Um, boasting or bragging. Ah, all right yeah. then. I've never heard that word. Yeah. Good one. Jactation. Jactation. So there you go. Got it. Spouting jactations or whatever. Yeah. If you're just, you know, yeah. That's uh, how you would use it. Shamelessly self promoting or whatever. Yeah. Nice. That's basically what the sample. So you can call someone a jactator. Was. How about just a jack off? That works too. Yeah. It still gets the point across. Yeah. It's the same damn thing. Nice. <laughs> We've learned. We've learned. Oh my God. I'm kind of out of it. Can right? you tell? A little bit. <laughs> I'm out of it too. Like I, I literally looked. I was like, "Where do we normally learn? Is it between this section or the next?" One? I don't know. But well, now it's time. Sorry, for... everyone, if I'm like lack, just lazy eyed. <laughs> so now it's uh, it's time for some sort of frontier. It's time for the vi, and oh, frontier. Oh, oh wow. Uh, you waited seven weeks for that, everybody. Uh, <laughs> uh, so, like, since last we last spoke, actually, um, uh, not a whole lot's happened in the video game soundtrack front for me. Um, my copy of the Messenger soundtrack arrived from iMateBit, and they announced uh, last week a Hitman 4LP set, which I have ordered. And um, they uh, announced a uh, the soundtrack to the, the game Gris Ooh. that comes out uh, later this week. Well, can I offer? Yes. Throne, Throne Breaker, the soundtrack is on Spotify and Ooh. it's superb. Yes. Yeah. That's all. Nice. Yeah. The end. All right then. Moving on. Is it time for. Uh... <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, I'm glad you stopped, Rob, because you just got stuck in a graphic jam. Oh, shit. <laughs> honk, honk. So finally, I'm finally getting to discuss our friend Nick's book. Bored kids. Which I'm a bad person. I still haven't read it yet. It's I haven't read a book though in uh, a while. Well, I mean, it's not that long. You I can know. literally pick it up. I'm and, the worst. And I love t- touching the cover because it's like that fuzzy kind of magic. Oh, it's like a coated. Yeah, it's a it's a coated paper. Yeah, and I really enjoy the um, artwork. So whoever did the artwork for it, I'm living for it. It's very '90s. It's very skater '90s, kind of like something you'd see on a wall somewhere. So living for it. So 
Um, well, I feel like, you know, uh, you're going to have to have him sign it for you. You're right. I think I should. So. Let's wait. Did you notice a a familiar name here? Let me see. Oh, you're in the book. I am in the book. Robo. That's me. Robo. (laughs) Cute. I didn't know that. I did. I did read the acknowledgments, though. I guess I just wasn't paying attention. Mm -hmm. I see how it is. Yeah. Anyway, so talk about the book. So, um, the book is, I would call, well, it's kind of a coming, well, it is a coming of age story uh, about coping with loss. Mm. Yeah. And um, it's about this kid named Dennis. And this kid breaks my heart. So, you learn all this in the first few pages of the book. So, he lost his brother, his older brother, who he looked very much up to. His older brother, before he died, gave him the skateboard, which he cherished. And um, the entire book takes place in seven days. And the family, or Dennis's family, is moving mm. away from where I've, the, the suburbs where they live to somewhere else. And so he's ready to get rid of his school. He's ready to say goodbye to his only friend. And um, to get out of there, because first of all, it's just too much for him to handle. His brother is gone. His room is, has been untouched. He it's He's having this harsh reality check. And um, so anyhow, so he's getting ready. And the whole, it's kind of like almost turf wars, where there's like groups of kids who have their like, they're the bottom of the hill kids. They're the this kids. They're the that kids. And they're all kind of rivals. And um, Dennis, he kind of has, he's like, I would say, the ner- one of the nerdy kids. And nobody really pays attention to him. Nobody really cares about him. He has one friend. Anyhow, this skateboard that he loves goes missing. Mm. And so he, he basically, it's, it's a search, hunt, and find. The entire book is about him trying to get back this, this piece of his brother that he... This is the only piece of his brother he has left. Mm. And so it's really sad. It's very frustrating. And it's just really, really cute. Um, like, kind of 80s. It almost reads like an 80s um, coming-of-age flick. Like, Stand By Me or The Goonies. Or, you know, it's yeah. like a group of unseemly kids come together to figure, to solve this mystery. And so it's a fast read. It's um, very good. And the ending... I actually had tears at the ending, so I'm not going to say what happens, obviously, but to get to the ending, and it was it was really good. So, Nick, great job. The book was really fun. Sorry, Rob. I need to read it. I didn't see your name in it the first time. No, I see how it is. Um, but yeah, and you can get your copy, either ebook oh, yeah. or physical version, on the Amazon. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, yeah, there's an ebook, too? Yeah, Sweet. I bought the ebook. Oh, nice. Yeah. Because so, um, the ebook happened, like, I bought the ebook when it came out, and then the physical version ended up chasing by, like, a week, I think. But I already bought the ebook, but I need to buy a physical copy, too. Yeah. No, it's really good. And um, I feel like I want to talk more about it, because it's Nick's book, and Nick's our friend, and Nick's been on the podcast. Well, I feel like I need to read it, probably, and then we sh- maybe we can go again. You can definitely tell this book was written by a nerd, <laughs> <laughs> because it has a lot of references to... Um, retro gaming to just things only you know like we love to talk about so nice yeah so I like that <laughs> <laughs> awesome yeah 
So, yeah. It's been a while since we've had a jam. I know. And it's not even a graphic jam. Well, the graphic is, I guess, the cover. <laughs> but it's a close personal friend of us and the podcast. It's a so, novel jam. Yeah. Yeah. So. you had We had another name for it. Did we? Yeah. I thought we were workshopping something, but it never happened. But it was good. Shit. What we, was it? We have to go back and listen to old episodes or something. Yeah, it was like two episodes ago. We said we should just call it this because you're not, you're only doing books now. <laughs> <laughs> it's a teen's reading card. Oh, speaking of, oh, this just popped up The Dark Crystal. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. Well, we should talk about that in, um, coming up. Yeah. So, all right. So, news. Um, so, uh, let's talk about the most important news to come out of the last seven weeks and E3 and all this sort of stuff. The Hunger Games is getting a prequel book in 2020. Okay. Yeah, I know. It's so not the news I want to talk about, but it's just funny to me that it was like, all right, we are getting another Hunger Games book. Okay. Um, did you read those? No. Did you see the, all the movies? Yes. Okay. They were fine. Yeah, they were fine. They're, I, read I, all the, I read the books and I saw the movies. I didn't think they were any better than like something I saw on HBO. or. Yeah, yeah they're fine. Um, welcome, welcome, welcome. <laughs> Hunger Games. So, um, I have like a pile of news, but it's all just like random little one-offs because I think it was interesting that we actually waited this long to do our episode after E3, just for the sake of like looking back at all the shit I'd bookmarked. It's kind of interesting what is actually necessary. Made, what I've realized actually matters. <laughs> what sparked joy? What sparked joy? So, um, I've got a pile of stuff. Do you have, do you have news? Uh, well this that okay <laughs> i'll go for a few and then let's talk about your thing okay. more in depth um so e3 just, i'll talk about some of the standouts either for cultural relevance or um just shit that i was excited about so annapurna games um they have a, they had a trailer during the xbox press conference for an indie title that um they are uh releasing called 12 minutes it looks super cool. The trailer is from a top-down perspective. I don't know if the whole game is or not, mm-hmm. but it's about a man stuck in a time loop. And um, it just looked really interesting and very narrative-forward. And Annapurna published both Florence, that really beautiful game for the mobile phone, about uh, for mobile. About It's the one with the, the guy and the girl, right? Yes. Yeah. They did Florence. They also did What Remains of Edith Finch. Yeah, like published, not developed. Yeah, but yeah. um, but I loved both of those, and so I, I I'm very on board with what Annapurna Interactive is doing. So that seems neat. Um, what else? Is yeah, that was a good trailer, right? It was cool, super cool. Yeah. Um, we gotta talk about Cyberpunk 2077. Oh my like, god! Like, holy shit, looks so cool. Uh, Keanu's in it. How did they keep that a secret? Fucking crazy. It has a release date. Oh my yes, god. Yes. So excited. Like, cannot wait for Cyberpunk. I know that um, a lot of people are kind of up in arms about it because uh, CD Projekt Red's Twitter account has made a few um, jokes that have kind of shown, like, just a lack of awareness of, like, especially trans issues. Oh, like, they no, had I a, didn't see this. They had a few tweets that were just kind of, like, a little just insensitive. And then they've rec- said things. Yeah. Like, I mean, not like, I, I don't think it's especially terrible. I think often they've been off color jokes that have not landed. Like such someone, as someone said something about like a character and they referred to I, that someone assigned a pronoun to someone uh, or like, and like, and their response was like, how dare you assume, you know, their gender or whatever. But it was clearly like a joke, but it just felt like it was making fun of people who are often misgendered. And so, like, a lot of people were upset about that. And there was another tweet they did that I forgot what it was. Um, but they did a 
think they reposted something about like from someone who was like kind of a known asshole um and like they kind of they never really fully apologized for either of them but like and i guess in the game in like some sort of official artwork or a trailer or something there's like a still frame of like a an in-game in-game advertisement mm-hmm. where i guess the model portrayed in this ad it's for a soda company or something it's called it says like the tagline is mix it up and they're saying that the model is obvious is clearly trans and like i didn't make that leap uh-huh. but i guess people did and people were upset um so it's weird. i do feel like unfortunately that game has a little bit of weird baggage towards I'm gonna it let's see if i can find a picture of it like people there's some weird baggage towards that game i think but also i do feel like we ah. are we are desperate to be upset about something all the time and that game is the darling right now so everyone wants to attack so i don't really i don't know i i it looks like sombra yeah i, I want to hold people to a high standard but also like I'm why do ex- they think this character's trans i don't know uh, like the thing is i think cd project red never did de- never denied it so i think they may have confirmed that the, that character is or that model is but i don't know and so like i i don't want to give it a ton of mind space like i'm mostly just really excited about that game like i don't know i'm oh and this is an article i just clicked on about her being possibly a transgender oh i have to read this yeah okay. so i'm curious what you what you'll think if like once you actually see all the info because i am both you know, uh, A, I don't really know if my opinion really matters that much, first off. And then second, like, I just, I don't know. I, I really, I do feel like we're in this sort of cancel culture thing where, like, the slightest little thing is just like, well, they're canceled. We can't support their shit anymore. It's like, calm down, guys. Like, really. Like, we, yeah. we're a little alarmist at this point. Um, yeah. but, I mean, there are times when you do need to cut bait and fucking bail on people. Like, you know, Bill Cosby. Like, yep, he's done. But, like, I don't know, there's some things where it's like, you know what, sometimes people make mistakes, or sometimes people say shit that's insensitive, and it may not necessarily be mean-spirited. But, I don't know, I'm not trying to give any, I'm not trying to make excuses for anybody, I'm very excited about Cyberpunk. And I love the fact that it has a release date within a year. Well, yeah. And Keanu, gimme. I don't know, I think, like, CD Projekt Red has, like, trans characters in their games right in the witcher and i feel like cyberpunk or like gender non-conforming people and even well they don't actually really talk about series past but i feel like cyberpunk um, being like you know um body mods and just i feel like it's going to be a post-gender future almost yeah like it's weird i feel like i mean 2077 i just assume that we're going to be at a point where like it's uh oh man what was the what was the 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 phrase that you that you said that the Japanese have for for like Samus. Oh, I guess it is. She is trans. The what? artist said. Sorry. What, what was the the? Do you remember the the term that you used to describe Samus for a minute? Like it's this Japanese term for for trans individuals. Oh God. Um, it's new something. I thought. Yeah. I don't remember. If God, uh, I have to go back to an old episode now. I forget new. Yeah, I'm anyway, sorry. So you say you found an article? Well, it, yeah, this just says, um, I'm just going to read this, and it says, and of course, through gameplay, you can roleplay characters you want through your interactions with NPCs. And it has a quote. It was meant to make people feel uncomfortable. Reducier, I just butchered their name, but concludes, not because they're seeing someone with breasts and a penis, but because the body is being exploited. 
I didn't slap the penis there for people to laugh about it. There is a beautiful body there being used to sell soda. So that's interesting. Right, because I, I don't know, I didn't think it was that much of a... I, I personally didn't feel like it was that much of a thing. But, you know, the internet definitely uh, very much ran with it. Yeah. Huh. Um, oh, well, I'd have to think about this some more. I right. mean, I oh, think it's fine. New half. Oh, new half, yes. Thank you. I mean, I think it's great. Yeah, I mean, if any, representation is, 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 I think even just like yeah. the, the normalization and just presence is positive. But, uh, I mean, I, I recognize I'm not totally the person that gets to have the biggest opinion here on that. Yeah. No, I think, I think. Yeah, it's going to make people uncomfortable, but oh well. Too bad. I'm still really excited about the game. Yeah. Um, Another little quick thing. Uh, Destiny 2 had some news coming out in that the game um, and the first year of expansion content is going free to play. Mm. Um, And they're going to start supporting cross-save. So the nice thing is, like, I have some friends who play Destiny 2 on Xbox. I can cloud-save my PS4 game and then resume that same character on the Xbox or on the PC. Or via Stadia. That's cool. Yeah, and so like, I think it's cool that Destiny 2 has gone kind of like free to play except for the newest content. So you get more people in there. And also just the fact that like, yeah, now I'm not strictly locked to the PS4. Because like, I have some friends who play Destiny on Xbox every single day. And I've never gotten to play with them because I'm strictly PS4 when it came to Destiny. So that's kind of fun. That's dope. Um, one of my favorite things from E3 was uh, the play on words that you can do when you bring your game to the Switch. Like, I don't know if you saw the Bethesda press conference, uh, Elder Scrolls Blades is coming to Switch. So someone literally referred to it as Switch Blades. Ooh. Which is kind of fun. Cute. I mean, it's not its official name, but, you know, like Switch Blades is a fun colloquialism. I mean, it could be. Well, and also, your game, Witcher 3, is coming to Switch. Yeah. Switcher 3. Oh, <gasps> So, like, I, I'm loving that sort of, like, new thing of just, like, hey, let's work the Switch name into stuff, because it's kind of fun. Like, instead of Twitch, it will be... Switch. How original. Yeah. <laughs> um, that doesn't work as well. Uh, but, yeah, so there's that. Um, do you, did you watch Orphan Black? Yes. Did you hear Orphan Black's coming back? No. As a 10-episode audiobook series. <gasps> That's interesting. Yeah, it's definitely another sort of direction. I need to finish that show still, actually. I'm halfway through the final season. Never finished it. I think I'm right there with you. Yeah. I wasn't loving the last season, but I hear it gets really good, and I hear it ends well. Yeah. So I need to do it before someone ruins it for me. Yeah. Ruins. Um, what else? No More Heroes 3 was announced from Suda51, one of my favorite game designers. We don't need That's it. the game that, star- that stars Travis Touchdown, which... Travis and I bonded over love of that character. That Travis stars was most excited. Travis Touchdown. The character's name is Travis Touchdown. I didn't know that. Mm-hmm. I don't know this game. We've talked about Suda51. He's the guy that did Killer7. He had a hand in Shadows of the Damned. Hmm. He did that game, Let It Die. Um, hmm. What else? Um, he did Killer is Dead. So it's all death. He's very, like, he's very sort of Japanese punk meets wrestling lore. Like, his, his games are real weird. But that's kind of what makes a Suda game so special. Gotcha. And so um, he did, yeah, No More Heroes. Um, and then he did like a little one-off on that for um, the Switch. And now No More Heroes 3 got announced, which is exciting. Sweet. That's um, cool. Yeah, so do you want to do your thing? I still have a bunch of little one-offs. but do Oh, do yeah. Your... So um, Netflix has released its 
trailer for The Dark Crystal Age of Resistance. Woo! And might I say that it looks fucking phenomenal. Well, did you hear there's a, a tactical strategy game coming to the Switch as well for The Dark Crystal? <gasps> You're going to have to learn how to turn that thing on. The Dark Critch. No. Dark switchle. switchle. The dark switchle. There you go. Oh my god. Yeah, you're gonna have to learn how to turn on the switch eventually. Oh Billy. <laughs> okay, fine. But I'm very excited about Dark Crystal on Netflix. Yeah. You saw the trailer. I actually have not watched it. <gasps> you have to see the trailer. I don't know if I want to. This gives me faith. I have faith. That they are going to do great things with The Witcher. Oh, okay, well, because this looks so good. But like, it's funny as someone who makes Please trailers for a living. Can watch it after this? Okay, but as somebody who like makes trailers for a living, I typically have a general policy of if I'm already sold on your product, I do not need to watch your trailers. Yeah, but this will just reinforce it. Okay. I swear to the gods. I just don't want it to spoil anything because I just want to kind of go in. Fresh. I don't think it will. It kind of goes over what we are right now. Okay. Fine. Oh my god, I'm so excited. You always show me trailers, now I, I get to show you one. But yeah, but you're also never going to watch the thing that I show you the trailer for. Wait, what was it? I don't know, I showed you Climax. Like No, I, w- I am going to see oh. um, Suspiro. Suspiria? S- Suspiria. <laughs> if I remember what it's called, I will watch it. That's I, on Amazon Prime, by the way. I'm going to watch it. It's streaming on Prime. Oh my god, I forgot to mention a movie I saw. Uh, the Perfection. Oh, wasn't that fun? I that saw that too. Different. It's a mess, but it's fun. Yeah, it's kind of fun. We did the trailer for that, I think. I think we did the trailer for that. At did Buddha. you? Mm-hmm. It was kind of like six different movies in one. Yeah, it's, it's <laughs> funny because um, I saw like an early uh, cut on something that didn't end up happening, but like it felt more Black Swanee for a yeah. minute, oh. and then it was like, oh wait, no, the movie's not that at all. <laughs> like no. it's way different, and yet it sort of is. Yeah. And yet it's sort of. Suspiria, but and yet it's sort of right. Uh, some like, like um, what was that other movie? Um, I don't know. It just felt like a lot of movies like meshed into one. Well, and I was hoping it would be more of a psychosexual thriller, and instead it was very just like overt horror at times, like towards the end. Even I don't know. There was something very odd about it. I liked it a lot, but I, I also I really like Allison Williams, and I really like Logan Browning. Yeah. But Logan Browning is the lead on the TV show of Dear White People, Dear White which People. I fucking love. Yeah, she was really good. Cannot wait for season three of that show. I like the first act a lot from the, this movie. The first act is very cool, and that's actually it's like I, my most terror. It's that's what I thought the whole movie was. That would way. terrify me, being stuck in a country where you're stuck on a bus in the middle of nowhere, and you are sick as fuck, yeah. and you don't know what's wrong with you. What the fuck do you do? You, nobody speaks your language. You don't know what's wrong with you. That is terrifying. That's like, mer- God, no. Um, that's nightmare. So nightmare. Ooh. Thank you, no. The end. <laughs> well, we don't have a ton of time left on the tape okay. without like stopping and offloading. So I'm going to blow through this stuff blow real through fast. It. Yeah, go. Uh, Breath of the Wild. They Two. announced that a sequel is in development. Yes. Super exciting. Todd started over. On Breath of the Wild, because oh, he wants to play the original again because he's so excited about the sequel. I'm not the crazy one here. It's Todd. Well, you're crazy that you've never played it and are afraid to turn on the Switch. I'm not afraid. Okay, Prove go. me wrong. Okay. Uh, <laughs> Final Fantasy VII Remake has a fucking release date for the first batch of stuff. Two Blu-rays. That's how big that game is. For the first chapter 
of the episodic releases of Final Fantasy VII Remake. It's a big it girl. looks gorgeous. A couple coworkers waited in line at E3 to play it, and they said it's amazing. Yeah. So I'm very curious. Cause I liked Final Fantasy VII a lot, of course, back in, like, 1998. So, or whatever, or 97. So I'm I'm very into it. Yeah. Um, Double Fine Productions was bought by Microsoft, mm. or acquired by them. Um, that's Tim Schafer's company. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, they're making Psychonauts 2 right now. Um, I am very excited because I'm hoping I might get to work on a Double Fine game now, maybe, because we do some stuff for Xbox. So I would love to work on a Double Fine game because um, the phrase I often use are there are two things that shape my sense of humor more than anything else. The Simpsons day, and the Day of the Tentacle. Day of the Tentacle. And Day of the Tentacle was written by fucking Tim Schafer, who is the founder of Double Fine. Like, I would kill to work on one of those games. It'd be super cool. So That'd that would be, be cool. neat. Yeah. Um, from Arcane Studios, uh, announced at the Bethesda press conference, Death Loop. Oh yeah, looks that looks great. So cool. Yeah. Like I'm loving this whole like time loop trend for E3 this year, which I'm down with. But I love the fact that Death Loop looks like a black exploitation movie. Like it's, I'm very into it. Like it's yeah. aesthetic. I love the developer. I'm in. That looks really good. Um, uh, at the Xbox press conference, they released the trailer for uh. Elden Ring, which uh, approved. That is the game that is a collaboration between um, Hidetaka, uh, Hidetaka Miyazaki, Elden the director. Ring? It's Elden Ring. Uh, it's a collaboration between the director of Dark Souls and George R. R. Martin. Holy fuck. Yeah. So oh. George R. R. Martin contributed lore and background sort of stuff to a Souls-esque game. Okay, I approved. might actually play that. Well, it's going to play like a Souls game, so... Um, mileage may as vary. long as it's not scary like Dark Souls and watch Bloodborne. the trailer and see where you're at. Uh, um, okay. I, I don't think it's overt horror like uh, Bloodborne is. It's probably very dark fantasy like Dark Souls. Um, no, but it looks super cool. Okay, and if, if as long as it has an online component, you're fine. Yeah, just summon help. Well, The Witcher is a dark fantasy. Yeah, sort of. Also, and I think you handle Dark Souls. Like Bloodborne is scary because it's meant to be like all gothic horror setting it's, it's the sounds oh it's so good if it was on mute i'd be fine oh yeah the crows that sound like dogs and the oh, i'm like where the fuck is that coming from is it behind <laughs> me is it like, a bad guy somewhere a, around it's behind a barrel <laughs> behind a barrel <laughs> um and uh did you tweet oh, while yeah. uh doing this podcast i did because somebody just liked that tweet uh tap on my watch we're loved um so, uh, oh, fuck. If I'm going to do this, I need to have the article. Um, oh, Death Stranding has a release date now. The Hideo Kojima game. That was before E3. But still, like, blew my mind that that game finally... Cause it I has kept, a release. Oh, my God, yeah. I kept saying that, like... It still looks not great. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm intrigued. I am not. It was boring. I kept saying that, like, I'm not going to... I'm not allowing myself to get excited about... You're not subscribing to that. Well, I wasn't going to allow myself to get excited until there was gameplay or a release date. Because seriously, like, you can't keep just giving me the same shit, like, over and over and over. Like, these nonsensical uh, trailers that don't mean anything. Like, I need something to grab onto. Which, luckily, they did. In that, like, we got some gameplay now, and they released the... uh, and, like, they've given a, a release date, which is great. Yeah, I'm still unsubscribing to it. <laughs> um, so, next up, uh, the Genesis Mini 
announced their final games. Ooh, what's that? Um, they've announced. So um, I think these are in order: uh, Landstalker, Mega Man, The Wily Wars, uh, Street Fighter Two Special Champion Edition, Ghouls and Ghosts. Oh wait, no, these some of these are old. Oh, um, they oh, God damn it! They, I can't find the the article, but it's like okay. they announced their last ten games, which are really actually very very cool. Um, it this is a system that sort of rivals. Way to leave us hanging on. Well, it's like I can't. Oh, maybe Streets it's... of Rage wasn't that one of them? Uh, well, they, they already announced Streets of Rage, I think, and oh. Streets of Rage Two. Gotcha. Um, but let's see. Oh, the last batch of games: Alex Kidd, The Enchanted Castle, Beyond Oasis, Golden Axe, Final uh, Fantasy Star Four, The End of the Millennium, Sonic Spinball, Vector Man, Wonder Boy, and Monster World. Um. And I thought they announced that they were actually getting Tetris, which was kind of a big deal. Um, but yeah, it's like the more, like they finally announced all the games coming to the Genesis Mini, and they are, it actually seems like it's going to be a really great system. Like it's going to rival the SNES Mini, yeah. and it has double the games the SNES has. So I'm into it. Which is funny because didn't Sega have more than double the games than the SNES had? Probably. Yeah. Um, and then. Uh, Speaking of Sonic and Sega and all that sort of stuff, Sonic the Hedgehog, the movie, got delayed to 2020. Oh, my God. So they wouldn't kill their special effects artists. Wow. It's good. That's a good sign. Good sign. I'll take it. Uh, I'm still probably not going to be that into it, though. Oh, I doubt I will see that in theaters. But I'm just glad. At least they're taking fanfare seriously. And, and they're not And they're not like rushing this thing out. Like It's for the best. Like, that timeline of, like, oh, yeah, well, sure, we'll re-render an entire CG character, the titular character of our movie, will re-render the entire thing in six months. It's like, ah, give it some time. So it got pushed a little bit, which is good. That's fine. Oh, and also a little rando E3 thing. You just thing. push it right out the door for all I care. <laughs> Another E3 thing I was excited about, um, Ori uh, and the Will of the Wisp, the sequel to Ori and the Blind Forest, comes out on my birthday. <gasps> next year Ooh, so happy birthday to me i fucking adored the first ori game i didn't so, play it well because it was only on pc and xbox yeah that's why i didn't play it so i didn't even know about it <laughs> <laughs> it's a good metroidvania type game i like those so sweet is it time it's time for the crush crush of the week crush yeah I go first please okay my crush is crunch bandicoot <laughs> crunch the hot big boy bandicoot i don't think i know that character he looks like this <laughs> not a visual medium yes. i will remind you yeah <laughs> he's the hot version let the of record crash show that satine just did a fun like sort of gesture with her arms but uh no one could see that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He's like a beefy he's fucking crash. Beefy. He's handsome. If he was an actual person, he'd be really fucking hot. He does have some intense eyebrows. Yeah, I love that. Oh. And uh, he doesn't appear to be wearing pants. Maybe he is though. <sighs> that cuff around his uh. Let's bicep. hope he's not. Whoa. Oh, wait, what? What are we talking about? <laughs> I don't <laughs> know anymore. Where are we? What's going on? Um, PG thirteen. Uh, yeah. So. He's hot. He has a bionic arm for extra stimulation, I guess. And um, I have no idea what his origin is. I just love playing as him when we're working on it. So 
yeah, on the team racing. So um, he's hot. Nice. And yeah, we've had some intimate moments together. Already. You've controlled him. I've controlled him. <laughs> um, yeah. All right. Well, my crush of the week is a real person. Who? Uh, it, Jake. No. In a tutu. It's already, oh, Jake in the tutu. I wish I'd known. I would have had him on my list. No. Um, it's okay. Just looking back at E3, and this is a general sort of, I think this is a man crush I've been developing for, um, I don't know, a good couple of years. Uh, Phil Spencer, the head of Xbox. Oh. I really like him. Like, there's something, like, he's, like, he just seems to be a dude who likes games. And, you know, obviously, we're all supposed to care about the console war, and, like, you know, obviously, Xbox wants to, you know, be the leader for each console generation, and, you know, like, everyone wants to, you know, have yeah, he's kinda to handsome. be the lead. But, like, it's really interesting in that he like i'm trying there was a really great um sort of summary of what he says but like it's overall it seems like he's just someone who's kind of it's that idea of like when everyone plays we all win that kind of thing that they they had for their um the adaptive controller yeah like there's just a certain amount of humanity yeah and i like i love the fact that like and i i don't know if this came from him or not but the fact that like xbox like right now on twitter the xbox uh avatar is the xbox jewel which is the little circle with the x in it but it's rainbow for pride month and like if anything he seems to be the kind of person who's just very much of like well okay we're selling to everybody here so like let's just bring everyone in like he's one of the reasons why they're working with sony on like a streaming kind of thing like they've announced that microsoft and sony are working together it seems like it might be to combat stadia possibly Mm -hmm because they need to figure this sort of thing out. Yeah. And like streaming is sort of the next frontier for a lot of people. Yeah. And so like I like the fact that they work with Sony and like even though they own Minecraft, Minecraft's on every platform. It's on the Switch, it's on the PS4. Like when they bought Ninja Theory and they decided to make a physical copy of Hellblade, they released a physical copy for the PS4. Mm-hmm. They released a physical copy for the Switch. Yeah. At least I think they did for the Switch. Um, that might have been through limited run. I just though. don't know why they wouldn't want to. Well, I mean, but like Sony, they own all sorts of stuff, and like, yeah, they, if they wanted to, they could. I imagine at least open up the option of getting one of their games onto another platform, but they don't want to. That's a system seller for them. Yeah, and so like, I like the fact that Xbox is kind of. I mean, they are acquiring a ton of studios that will be making stuff probably exclusively for PC and xbox but they've also already worked they've already been doing something to get the xbox live uh online ecosystem involved with the switch and they're bringing cuphead to the switch yeah and so like i like the fact that xbox is sort of blurring these lines i want them to bring it to the playstation now <laughs> well but i will play it on the switch well and i imagine they're probably down to put it on the playstation if playstation wants to do it why you are know? they being such turds over at sony i can't speak to any of that sort of political stuff but Your um hypothesis uh, my theory is just that playstation is uh is playing the hard game that they want to win and i i think they still like they feel like they need to Ooh, keep it's their... gonna bite them in the butt though well, I feel like they need to keep their eyes on their own paper like they had a rough go with the ps3 and the ps4 they were out to win and they did a bang up job this generation and so i feel like maybe they're still acting like the underdog which hey more power to them 
So I don't know. But anyway, Phil Spencer seems like a generally cool dude. I've gotten to hear him speak a few times, and um, he's just a very uh, eloquent and very like swell dude. So um, we yeah, only have he's th- cute. we have thirty five seconds to oh. get through this if we think we can do it. Uh, but do what, should we stop and then? offload this card and Why keep don't talking we just, they know who we are no we, it's been a long time we have to do this should we just end chowsies it no we have, we have a lot to do here do you uh, want to even get through it in 20 seconds yeah go go, go. where can uh, we follow you you can follow me satine the dream on instagram twitter and satine on twitch you can follow me at fest danger on twitter or at mr gladstone on instagram and twitch uh follow us at, at bit podcast on twitter instagram facebook and youtube or write us an email at bitdiffpodcast at gmail.com we put out new episodes on wednesdays and would you kindly follow written comment in itunes and google play thank, thank you, you and, and chowsies